Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Manx Radio. There's a place in my head for all the things I said. I play them over again and again, but I'll be alright. And why do I run from all the things I've done when every adventure is part of the fun? Bright lights, they pull you down Take a deep breath, get off the ground There's nothing in your voice That you won't recognize It's only when you fall That you can learn to fly No angels of your life current single from harriet who joins me now not just for a chat but for my tunes all this week congratulations not only on that but on the album thank you so much mark and thank you it's it's been um it's been a long time since we spoke so i'm really happy to to be talking to you again it's awesome well it's just, we just worked out it's probably nearly eight years since uh, a lot of us picked up on a beautiful song called maybe this christmas which was autobiographical, really, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Absolutely. It's interesting. The outcome, my new album, I feel similarly about this, that often you write songs about something in particular. And then as you live with them over the years and you fall in them again or maybe record a different version, that kind of thing, they, they end up meaning something else to you and even more. And maybe this Christmas is certainly something that has, over the years, has, has the meaning for it has become incredibly significant. Yeah. And has has shifted slightly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like songs. They they're like plants, aren't they? You <laughs> water them, and they grow into something else. Well, it may have been eight years since we last spoke, nearly. But that song has been played every Christmas on this radio station and on many other radio stations right around the world. Because it still, as you say, it resonates and it does grow every year. There's another dimension to it. You say, well, somebody said on your behalf. I have a piece of paper in front of me. I am an overthinker a people pleaser and a worrier. Is that all true? Oh, that's me, Mark. Yep. Down to a T. That's me. Absolutely. I have been since I was, I mean, my mom tells me stories that when I was a, you know, really tiny little girl and I was, you know, like the weight of the world on my shoulders. And yeah, it's just in me. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I care so much about people. I'm very paranoid often about, you know, something that, gosh, you know, something I've said or done that might have had a negative impact on them or upset someone or all of that. And of course, it's it's really good to be that person, but also it's okay to just be human. A mistake can slip up and, you know, swear, um, say something to somebody that actually you didn't mean to say, but you were having a terrible day. You know, like if the world will forgive you, they will forgive you. 
I don't think you can help who you are. I think I think you just have to okay. work, you have to work with it, don't you? You you are who you are, and you work with it. Now, very kindly, you're going to be with us all this week for my tunes. Which is the first song? Oh, I've just seen it. We're going to go for a bit of ABBA. Now, tell me why ABBA. I'm a really big ABBA fan, Mark. I love ABBA. I recorded the whole of the outcome, my new album, in Stockholm in Sweden. So I felt that ABBA were in the room with me <laughs> throughout the process. It's a very special place, Sweden, for music. Um, of course, you know, the, the Swedish exports in terms of music is, you know, it's vast, the list. But ABBA are probably the most significant for me and for many people. And the thing that I love about ABBA is the songwriting, the ability that they have to write something which is so, which can be so emotional, often quite sad and melancholy, yet we want to get up and dance to it. That's so many of their songs. And I feel that that really, you know, following on from what we were just speaking about in terms of, you know, how we put, you know, the perception of ourselves, how we come across to other people, you know, putting on a brave face when actually you're feeling terrible, that kind of thing. Actually, I think that's probably why I connect a lot with their music because I am that girl, you know, who will go out, oh, I'm fine, you know, and inside I'm kind of dying because of something or other, you know, and their music just makes me feel like I can do anything. You know, I put on one of their tracks and walk down the street and I feel like I'm in a film, I feel like I could conquer the world. They have really mastered a feeling in everything that they do. Well, let's have this first one, S.O.S.
guest all this week on MyTunes is Harriet, who I first got the pleasure of talking to around about eight years ago when a beautiful Christmas song called Maybe This Christmas grabbed our attention and lots of other people's, I should say, right around the world. But only uh, just a week or so ago, a brand new album from her came out and uh, very personal, this album, The Outcome. You, you were talked about it yesterday. You dug deep. And, but you've got collaborations going on as well. Can we touch on those collaborations? Yes. Yeah, so I actually, on, on one of the songs, Burn, which is was probably one of the hardest songs I've ever written, actually, because it really plucked at some strings inside that I hadn't, you know, I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't think I'd ever pluck, if you know what I mean. And the song is about uh, just carrying too much weight on your shoulders and desperately wanting to learn to be able to just you know, let them go and in this song, you know, put them on the fire and let them burn, basically. I always felt that this song would work well as a duet. And I'm a big fan of an Indian artist called Nikhil D'Souza. Um, he did release some some stuff in the UK and have some success here, but his main success is in, in, uh, in Bollywood. And he writes wonderful theme songs for films out there. He's so talented and I love his voice. And so my team reached out to his and said, you know, would you like to join Harriet on this song? And he did. And I was over the moon. Um, and he comes in in the second verse and it's like he kind of puts his arm around me with the lyrics that he's singing, telling me that it's all going to be okay and I've got this. Um, and I feel like that's a message that we all need to hear sometimes. A very, uh, so very powerful really... message. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was thrilled that he joined me on that. That was, um, yeah, a very special collaboration. We will play that a little later. Today's musical choice, though, I need to talk to you a bit about this because singer-songwriters going through the various decades have been amazingly influential on a lot of writers today. And you're throwing back to one, I would say Tapestry is an album that anyone who's thinking about a career in the music business needs to listen to. Absolutely. I remember when I first heard this record because my dad's I, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of my parents' record collection, um, which mainly consisted of music from the 60s and 70s. And I would pick the albums that I liked the cover art of. I thought, oh, you know, she looks cute, or I love what he's wearing, or, you know, whatever it was. And I loved the cover of, of Tapestry. You know, her sat in the window with her tapestry and the cat and everything. It's just a wonderful moment. You know, this kind of dusty room and all of that. So I remember my first experience of the album was actually the cover, picking it up. Wow, what is this, you know? And I just fell in love with it. And the simplicity of the songwriting, it's not trying to prove anything. It's not trying to fit in. You know, Carole King has just created a sound that now many people try to emulate. And um, as you say, you know, deeply inspired by. And I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan of her and I, I love the album. And from that album, this is It's Too Late. Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time There's something wrong here, there can be no denying One of us is changing, or maybe we just stopped trying And it's too
week of my tunes my guest is harriet wonderful wonderful musician gorgeous gorgeous voice and it's about your voice harriet i'd like to talk about your voice because when you first burst on the scene that christmas with maybe this christmas a lot of us almost had a little bit of a a, a tingly shocking moment thinking oh my goodness it's karen carpenter and it, and it was just like a i mean it wasn't obviously it was you but it was a moment it was an absolute moment. Is that just the way your voice developed as a youngster? Thank you, first of all, because it is a huge compliment. She was very special, Karen. And there are much worse singers to be compared to, right? There are... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably, my earliest memory of being compared to her was when I was about 13. So I think there's just something in my tone or, you know, something that, that is similar. Um, I don't try to sound like her or anyone else. You know, my voice is mine as much as hers was hers i can't really explain it to be honest no. it's it's a weird one because it doesn't feel like an influence 
you know, I did listen to the Carpenters and I, 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 you know, loved the Carpenters growing up, but amongst many other artists. So yeah, I'm not sure whether it was a nature or nurture thing. I, I feel like it just, it's just there. Well, I was going to go back to yesterday's conversation about album covers. I didn't think their album covers were that cool. So I'm, because <laughs> I know you said as a kid, I was also drawn to album covers and I wanted to play because they looked really cool. Their album covers were a bit dull by comparison. Yeah, I mean, I think, and they got teased a lot. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember watching an interview with the two of them and they were both really frustrated about, you know, they said, you know, people don't criticize our music. They just criticize what we wear or, you know, all these kind of things that really are very trivial. Um, compared to the music itself. So I, I, yeah, it must have been quite difficult. But the first Carpenters album that I heard was Gold. Uh, so Carpenters. Yeah. Um, along with Abba Gold, actually. All the gold records. And so the kind of best of, you know. So that was my first introduction to their music. And I think from then I, I kind of, you know, went digging and, you know, found other things, other records they did, unreleased stuff, that kind of thing. But I've always had a very close connection with voices distinctive voices. I My idol when I was a teenager was Ella Fitzgerald. I loved her voice. I wanted to sound like her. Her voice is like crystal, you know, it's just perfection. No auto-tune, no, they didn't have any no, of that no, tempo. No. It's just wonderful. And the way that she delivered a song. And then, you know, people like Mel Torme and David Gates of Bread, he's got a beautiful voice. George Michael, you know, real distinctive voices. So I've always been very connected to, you know, obviously the song is important, but for me, if I hear a voice, tone something that that really can draw me in your next choice again an amazing artist incredible producer but it's one of those things as a radio guy if i hear a todd rungren sound something about the way he constructs the harmonies the orchestration it's instantly recognizable as todd rungren and uh, the work he's done with many many people and you've chosen one of his most beautiful works so this actually i have to admit i only discovered him very recently, like, uh -huh. like a year ago. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I was working in Sweden with a fantastic producer and songwriter, Anders Hansen, who I wrote um, a few of the songs on my album, two in particular, which I just adore, Real and I Think of You. And he introduced me to this song. He just sent me a link to it. And he said, oh, um, we should do something like this. You know, this was actually after I'd made the record. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. I'm quite obsessive, Mark. When I hear a song I love for a week, I will listen to that on repeat and nothing else. And that's what happened. I was walking around Stockholm to and from sessions and I just had the song on repeat for hours and hours and hours. I just became obsessed with it. And I don't know what it is about it. There is something about the harmonies, as you say, which is very distinctive. Um, but also the, like the drum sound, this kind of like shuffly, I don't know, it's almost messy but it's not, you know, it's this wonderful, full, it rings, everything rings. I just love it. Yeah, I saw the light, a great track.
my guest on my tunes all this week has a wonderful single out by the way it's called story of your life and the album is out as well the outcome and when we started talking to harriet at the beginning of the week we talked a little bit about your personality and uh, also how you know there are certain things you have to have and certain things that worry you etc how do you feel about touring because i'm looking at the dates lined up starting uh, june the 1st off you go into the big wide world is it something that you prefer to the studio or is it the other way around Oh, that's a really good question. The easy answer is probably to say I like both. Yeah. Um, I think both, but both serve different purposes for me. You know, being in the studio is where I feel I can really, um, you know, I love creating. I love building something out of nothing. You know, I have just a little idea that then becomes three minutes of magic somehow. But when I'm touring, when I'm on stage, I feel completely safe. Like there's a, I don't know, maybe this because, you know, I know that the people that have come to see me, they love my music hopefully. And they're there for me. They're on my side. It's just very comforting feeling. Um, and it's also where a lot of those moments in the studio, those songs, they come to life because, you know, we live in such a digital world and certainly post pandemic, I think people really have missed this human connection and live music, live entertainment is where we get that back. Um, but there is something quite eerie and spooky, but very special about the connection between an artist and an audience, because you don't know each other really. You know, people have a better opportunity to get to know me than I them because they can hear my music. Yet we have this amazing connection. Like we're connected through these moments in their life where my music has been important to them. The particular lyric that means so much to me, I'm sharing with them. It's very special exchange. So yeah, I'm I'm an overthinker and you know, I'm perfectionist, but when I'm performing live, I really love that in the moment experience and, and connection with people. And getting the right people to go on tour with you, not just on stage, but around you elsewhere, that must be crucial. It is. And and a lot of it is, um, you know, I struggle with delegation. You know, I, I, I've just done one of these people, I just do it myself. And uh, so that's quite, that's something I need to work on, um, allowing other people to do things for me. But yeah, getting, having people around you that have the right energy, um, that might sound a bit woo-woo, but it's really important. You know, you could have, I've had experiences where I've got an amazing musician or, you know, fantastic guitarist, for example, but the energy's wrong and it can really kill everything. It, it, it really makes it very, very difficult. So yeah, the, the energy is so, so important, the right feeling. But I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got, a, I've got a great team who are very supportive and know me quite well now and uh, put up with my strangeness <laughs> um, and my oddities as we all have. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the, t t the right team is, is crucial. Well, have a brilliant time on tour. We need to get you to the Isle of Man. I haven't asked you this. Have you actually ever been to the Isle of Man? I haven't. Okay. Okay. Well, this becomes more and more important. Doesn't it? We yeah. need to get you here somehow. Maybe not on this tour, but uh, if uh, our people talk to your people and those people talk to somebody else, we must make it happen. Okay. Let's do it. I would love to. Any opportunities to come <laughs> You know, see a new crowd. And I've heard that you guys are very special and very friendly out there. So. Very friendly. Very, very friendly. Some lovely venues as well. You won't be disappointed. Um, this last track to end the week, Happy and Sad. Now, that's a heck of a title of a song. and It's a lovely song. Talk me through this. So Casey Musgraves, I discovered a few years ago with her Golden Hour album. And 
the album just I mean it blew a lot of people away but it was it was a real moment for me hearing that record because I just felt it was so refreshing to hear you know a young new artist a contemporary artist writing these kinds of songs that I grew up listening to from those kind of warmer older eras you know this song very much ties into what we were talking about earlier you know kind of putting on a brave face and and you know being afraid to be too happy because you might be disappointed you know and if you have expectations then be let down and all that kind of you know swinging from left to right all the time and uh, yeah the song just really resonated with me and I love I just love the sonics of it um she wrote it with uh, Daniel Tashian and Ian Fitchuk who are Nashville based songwriters and producers who I've now discovered I literally love everything they've ever done <laughs> uh, which is something funny isn't it when you when you look at the details of credits and 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 realize that these people are across so many records you love it's so interesting um, but yeah, I really, I really love it. It's, it is exactly what it is in the title. It's a happy song, but also a sad song. And I think it reflects how a lot of us feel sometimes. Harriet, thank you for joining us on My Tunes this week. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you around. Best of luck with the tour. Here's to massive, massive success with the outcome. And we'll be playing lots more from it here on Manx Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Thank you to all your lovely listeners. And um, thank you so much to the station for your support. It's not you, it's the glow of the party, the way that you've got me, lit up inside, it's the song that they're playing, the words that you're saying, it's never felt so right, and I'm the kind of person who starts getting
Lovely choice. Casey Musgraves. Happy and sad. The choice of my guest all this week, who has been Harriet. And we really do hope to get her over to the Isle of Man before too much longer. I'm Mark Tiley. Join me if you can for the morning show, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday, right here at manxradio.com. Oh, and thanks for dropping by for the podcast. Don't forget, new ones coming all the time here at manxradio.com.